the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. That's Cindy Rakowitz from Blackman Rakowitz Public Relations. I still have to change that. And I want to welcome today Jacob Stein with Kluger and Stein, the leading asset protection agency in the country and perhaps the world. Welcome, Jacob. Good morning, Cindy. You sound very awake. I'm working on it. Oh, that's good. Well, welcome, and thank you for talking about this subject today. We've actually had a lot of interest in this subject. A lot of people called my engineer and wanted to know how they can tune into the show. So, obviously, it's a very hot topic. So, um, I'm going to ask you this first very preliminary question. Define asset protection for those that don't know. What does it mean, and what do people try to accomplish when they are seeking a lawyer to protect their assets? Well, as the name implies, uh, we are talking about asset protection, protecting your assets, and uh, protecting assets from a very specific threat, from plaintiffs, from creditors, uh, from lawsuits, from anyone who may want to get to your assets. So we are not talking about asset protection in terms of uh, saving money on taxes or how you invest your assets. So it's a very specific, very narrow subject. Should something bad happen to you, uh, something unforeseeable, how do you make sure that everything you have accumulated over your entire lifetime, your house, your bank accounts, your retirement plans, is not reachable by whoever may be going after those assets? And a lot of people today probably misunderstand when they first hear asset protection perhaps that, you know, oh, well, how can I hide my assets from, you know, from from the IRS, or how can I hide my assets, you know, um, from other purposes that aren't relevant to the matter? It's really about protection after something goes wrong. Uh, that is correct. Uh, asset protection deals primarily uh, not with hiding assets, but protecting assets in a legal, ethical uh, way, in a way that you would be able to literally tell the world that, this is what I did with my assets. This is how I own my assets. This is what I've done. And you still cannot get uh, to my assets. Uh, so, you know, hiding assets, uh, a lot of people like doing that simply because it makes them maybe feel like James Bond, you know, no one can find <laughs> that uh, safety deposit box I have in Zurich with those passports and cash and my pistol. But, uh, you know, for most of us, hiding assets is not going to work. Uh, in uh, terms of protecting those assets because uh, there are all kinds of legal mechanisms uh, that would allow uh, a plaintiff who is going after you or a creditor who is going after you to find the assets you have hidden. So, for example, uh, let's say you went to Home Depot and you bought a shovel and you dug a big hole in your backyard and you put some gold in that hole in the backyard. You know, you did it at night, nobody saw you, so nobody can possibly know that you have this valuable asset buried in your backyard. And uh, a lot of people would say, well, you know, that seems like perfect asset protection. If no one knows about this, how can someone take it uh, from me? Well, the answer is that uh, there are legal remedies available to plaintiffs and to creditors that would allow them to find out about this asset. And it works in a very simple way. 
Uh, once uh, they file a lawsuit against you or after the, uh, the bad guys, the plaintiffs, obtain a judgment against you, uh, they can now ask you all kinds of questions about your assets. Uh, you know, have you ever opened a bank account uh, in the United States, in a foreign country? Uh, tell us about all of the legal entities you've set up and all of the trusts you're a beneficiary of, and on and on and on and on, any kind of question they like. And, you know, they can obviously ask you, have you ever bought a shovel from Home Depot, and what did you use it for? And you have to answer all of these questions under penalty of perjury. And we all know what happens, at least recently, uh, to people who lie under penalty of perjury, people like, you know, Barry Bonds and Marion Jones, Martha Stewart. Uh, you obviously do not want to put yourself into a position where, to protect your assets, you would have to lie under penalty of perjury. And That's I'm why sure. simply hiding them, you know, burying the assets in the backyard, you know, hiding that cash under your mattress, uh, or setting up a bank account even in a foreign country that nobody knows about, at the end of the day, it will simply not work. All that the creditor has to do is pull you into court and ask you all of these questions under penalty of perjury, and they will get the answer. And then they go to your backyard and dig up that gold, and they have it. So, you know, we are not talking about hiding assets. You know, with asset protection, what we're talking about are legal mechanisms of how we can own our own assets, something simple, something straightforward, so we retain all of the control of our, our assets. We retain complete use of our assets. But yet, at the same time, it's now either difficult or impossible for the bad guys uh, to get to our assets. Let me ask you a question. I'm, well, I'm very sure by what you just said that when a person comes to see you, you do your due diligence as an attorney to make sure that they did everything legally. You play the judge, for lack of a better word, right? Make sure that you don't want to have any surprises if they did hide some dollar bills or in their mattress or gold in their backyard. So I'm sure that you question them very diligently. Well, we do the best that we can. Uh, do people always tell us the truth? Uh, probably not. But, you know, we cannot force our clients to do what they have to do. We try to, uh, we suggest it, we advise them, but people will always do what they want to uh, at the end of the day. So our job really is to educate our clients as to what would be the best way to protect their assets. You know, at the end of the day, what really would work? And we know from our practical experience that hiding assets is simply not going to work in most cases. You know, not all plaintiffs, not all creditors will ask you all of these questions to try to find your assets. Some of them will kind of look around, poke around, and they can't find anything that you have. They can't find that gold buried in your backyard, and they'll go away. So maybe in those few cases, simply hiding will work. But initially, when you're looking to somehow protect your assets, you do not yet know how aggressive uh, this creditor will be in pursuing your assets, how intelligent they are. So you don't know uh, whether simply burying the gold in the backyard, for lack of a better uh, alternative example, uh, would work. So you need to do more. So we always tell our clients, you know, if you want to hide your asset, uh, it may work, but likely will not in most cases. So let's do something a little bit better, something more substantive that is likely to work in most cases. And uh, one thing, one point I want to make, um, so I don't forget, uh, you know, the name asset protection implies that somehow your assets are now protected and unreachable. And that is certainly 
the objective that we have. That is where we're trying to get to. But one thing that people need to understand is that usually there is no such thing as bulletproof asset protection, 100% protection. And you see this term on the Internet especially a lot, bulletproof asset protection, meaning your assets are 100% unreachable. Uh, there is usually no such thing. Uh, by law, you know, all of the structures that are available to us, we can get assets uh, to be really difficult to get to, almost impossible to get to, but never quite 100%, with one or two exceptions. Um, so I just want to, uh, people to be clear as to what, you know, what, you, what is possible and what's not possible with asset protection. That's very, very clear. Let's talk about some of the clients that are common for you. Um, I know that there are circumstances, there are sort of categories of circumstances which may be common, like um, a woman who has just become widowed or a man, <laughs> um, you know, medical practitioners, for example. There are, you know, people that come into lawsuits and, you know, come into protecting their money from creditors on a regular basis. Let's talk about the widow, for example. Okay, let's talk about the widow. Um, yeah, there are certain types of uh, clients that we have who come to us on a consistent basis, meaning uh, categories of clients, as you, as you call them. Uh, elderly ladies who, after their husbands die, uh, start driving the car, and they may be poor drivers, and they run over people. And all of a sudden, uh, there is a big lawsuit against them for this uh, uh, car accident, and all of the assets that their husbands have left them or that they have accumulated over their lifetime of working are now at risk in this lawsuit. And we need to do something to protect those assets so this uh, you know, poor, old, poor old woman has uh, money to live off of for the rest of her life. And, and I've actually had a very interesting case on in this, a uh, very disturbing case on this last year where I represented uh, a woman who was in her 90s uh, who was involved in an automobile accident, uh, and she only had one asset. She owned a home uh, in Los Angeles. The home was worth uh, about $300,000 uh, by Los Angeles standards, not a lot of money. But she owned this home, and she has lived in this home for the past 40 years. So this home had incredible sentimental value to her. Uh, and the plaintiff's attorney, uh, after that uh, automobile accident, called her and said, listen, this $100,000 of insurance coverage that you have on your car is not enough. We are going to go after your house, and we are going to take it from you. It's a real case. happened uh, last year. So we actually represented this woman on a, a pro bono basis, meaning we didn't charge her for our services, and we protected uh, her home. We placed it into a certain structure that we, we can discuss in a little bit. And once the plaintiff's attorney saw that her home was not that easy to reach, he simply quit. He went away and moved on to his next case. Um, a lot of other cases that we see in this economy uh, for the past year or so, we've been seeing a lot of clients who are somehow involved with real estate, real estate investors, real estate developers, uh, people involved with mortgage companies, uh, people involved with banks. As soon as the real estate market started falling, uh, people started losing money. And a lot of these real estate investors and developers, uh, they would, uh, you know, to be able to develop and invest in real estate, they would go to a bank and borrow money to be able to do that. But now they are not able to make the money off of the real estate that they are developing. They cannot sell it. They cannot pay the bank back. 
and a lot of these people sign personal guarantees to the bank, and uh, the bank can now go after their personal assets and get those personal assets. So, for example, I had a, a case just a couple of months ago, a very typical case, where uh, this kid who was you know, 25, 28 years old decided a couple of years ago to become a real estate developer. He went to his father, who is a doctor, and said, Dad, I need you to guarantee some bank loans for me because the bank is not going to take my guarantee. I have no assets to my name. You know, the real estate market is hot. We cannot possibly lose money, so we'll all make a little bit of cash here. So Dad happily guaranteed the loans that the son took out to develop real estate. And uh, by the time the son finished uh, developing this real estate, the market has collapsed. He is not able to sell uh, any of these condominiums that he has built. And the bank is now going after the father on this loan guarantee, which was a couple of million dollars and will wipe the father out. The father at you know, 65 years of age is going to be left with absolutely no assets to his right. name. Let's take a, Jacob, let's continue talking about this after the commercial because this is fascinating. We'll revisit it a little bit at the top of the segment. Stay tuned for Jacob Stein with Kluger and Stein in a couple of minutes. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production of 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. There's a purpose revolution sweeping the world. Now more than ever before, in the midst of so many things they could do, people are asking what they should do. Since 1991, John Stanko has been helping people all over the world answer these questions. Now John is bringing his purpose message and philosophy to Voice America, where you will hear from people of purpose like John, who have found what they were created to do. Join John and his guests from around the world every week on his show, Your Purpose Quest, 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern right here on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Jacob Stein, asset protection attorney um, and specialist. And you can, know, you can learn more about Jacob and Stein by going into MaximumAssetProtection.com. It's a lovely website. We were talking before, Jacob, about um, asset protection in um, a real estate market that turned sour and a situation with a father and son. So I'm going to ask you to revisit it a little bit so that our listeners can be all caught up. Sure. Well, we are talking about uh, a son, a kid, and his 20s borrowing money from the bank to become a real estate developer and asking his father to guarantee that bank loan. So the father is not personally liable on the bank loan if son does not pay it back and the real estate market has collapsed. The son cannot pay back the loan. The bank is now coming after the father and saying, pay back the loan or we'll take all of your assets to satisfy uh, our loan. We are seeing uh, these types of problems a lot over the past year since the uh, downfall in the real estate market uh, has started across the country. Um, And, you know, in this uh, real estate economy that we had, so many people started investing in real estate, people who before never thought of real estate as a place to make money. Uh, you know, ordinary people like, you know, Cindy, you and I, right? Uh, school teachers, lawyers, accountants, everyone out there all of a sudden became an expert uh, in real estate, started putting money into real estate and borrowing money from banks to do that. And a lot of times these people would sign promises to the bank saying that, you know, if we cannot pay back these loans, you can take all of our assets. So now we are helping these people protect their assets from the banks so that at the end of the day they will have something left uh, to their name so the bank does not take all of their hard-earned assets. And uh, we are feeling the effects of a falling economy in our practice. Uh, For example, the automobile market has been hit very hard as of the last, uh, you know, four months or so. Uh, so we are, for example, representing a lot of automobile dealers who have seen their sales plummeting. A lot of them are losing now uh, a lot of money. Uh, and also, all of these people have personal guarantees to their landlords uh, for the leases, for the dealerships, to the banks uh, when they borrow money to buy new inventories uh, of cars. And we're talking about all kinds of automobile dealers, uh, the huge dealerships that sell uh new cars, you know, brand-name cars, to the small guys who sell used cars. Everyone is hurting a lot. They're all losing money. So this economy is certainly having an effect across the board. And, you know, we always have our slew of clients uh, that we see in any economy. For example, doctors who are afraid of one day facing a malpractice claim from a patient or maybe a doctor who is already facing a malpractice uh, claim from a a patient. Uh, People involved in automobile accidents, um, you know, things, things happen to our clients all the time. Very frequently, we would, and this is something interesting uh, for people to know, um, very frequently we would represent parents of children who can drive and, and do drive. So, for example, um, 
Uh, recently, we represented a client who has a 17-year-old son uh, who borrowed uh, the parent's car to go, you know, have fun with his friends with the parent's permission and uh, got involved in a car accident. You know, these things happen, can happen to any of us. And uh, there were some uh, people injured in this car accident. This kid, the 17-year-old, was at fault. And when the plaintiff started looking for someone to sue, well, obviously they are not going to sue the kid. The kid has no assets to his name. He's 17 years old. The parents, uh, my clients, do have a lot of assets. So the plaintiff makes an argument that the parents were negligent in giving the car keys to the 17-year-old. They should have known better. And because they were negligent and they basically put him out on the street and created this dangerous situation, they should pay for the damages that their son has caused. And we see a lot of cases like that from really across the country where children are driving and they get into car accidents and the plaintiff, the victim of the car accident, is now able to go after the parents uh, for that money. And that's very scary for a lot of parents. This is something that's usually very unexpected. It seems to me that a lot of times people are coming to you in a panic situation because, you know, something happens, they're not anticipating it, and then they need help. I do have a question from Miami, Florida that came in, and um, John from Miami is asking the question, is there any way to get in front of protecting your assets so that if something like this happens that's unanticipated, um, you are sure and... uh, you know that you're solid in terms of your asset protection. I know that you talk about forming LLCs for businesses a lot. What else do you recommend? Do people come into you for an appointment for counsel to make sure that their assets are solid so that if the car accident happens by their son or if you know something happens where creditors are coming after you, you know that your money is more protected than it would have been before they went to visit you at Kluger and Stein? <laughs> Well, uh, that is what we try to instill in our clients all the time, that you are so much better off doing something today before something bad happens. Because protecting your assets today before something happens is so much easier than doing it after something bad has happened. Uh, And the, the things that you can do to protect your assets and get a very good degree of protection are really very simple, very straightforward, uh, very inexpensive. Uh, A lot of these structures are used on a daily basis by uh, you know, business lawyers, by estate planning lawyers, by accountants. So, for example, uh, let's say that you own uh, a business, and this business is valuable, it has valuable assets, and you want to make sure that tomorrow if your kid does run over someone or something else happens to you, that whoever sues you uh, would not be able to take this business away from you. Well, if you own the business directly in your name, if it's your asset, anyone who gets a judgment against you, anyone who files a lawsuit and gets a judgment against you, will be able to take this business away from you. Uh, A commonly used strategy to protect that business, to make it unreachable by plaintiffs, by creditors, is to set up a limited liability company or to set up uh, a limited partnership and to run your business through this limited liability company or this limited partnership for a very simple reason. The law does not allow creditors or plaintiffs to reach your interest in a limited liability company or a limited partnership. Um, That's simply the way uh, the law works. Uh, So if you take your existing business and you transfer it to a newly formed limited liability company, the asset that you now own is not this business. 
Now you own a limited liability company that in turn owns your business. And this interest, this new interest in the limited liability company that you own is not something that a creditor or plaintiff can take from you. The law simply does not allow for that. So it's a very good degree of protection. It does not change your life in any way. There are no tax consequences to setting up this LLC. It is very, very inexpensive to do that. Your accounting doesn't change. Your bookkeeping doesn't change. Nothing really changes in your life. Maybe a slightly different name on your business that has this LLC extension on the end or an LP extension on the end. But other than that, nothing changes, and all of a sudden your asset is protected. And these types of entities, uh, LLCs, limited liability companies, and uh, limited partnerships, are very frequently used for business assets, for investments, uh, for real estate. So, for example, you bought this apartment building uh, as an investment property. Again, something bad happens to you tomorrow. This piece of real estate that you own is your asset and can be taken from you. So you simply set up a limited liability company, transfer the ownership of the real estate to this limited liability company. So now the asset that you own is no longer this piece of real estate that the bad guys can take from you. Now it's an interest in a legal entity, and this interest by law is not reachable by creditors. Question from one of our listeners from Toledo, Ohio. And the question is, is a C corporation protected? Uh, The answer is it depends. It depends on the liability we are talking about. So let's, uh, for example, say that I operate, uh, I don't know, a delivery service, and I use a C corporation uh, to operate that delivery service. And one of my drivers, you know, who's going out there delivering uh, goods for me uh, runs over somebody. Okay? Who gets sued? Well, obviously the driver will be sued, but also the company, the C corporation who employs him will be sued. In that case, the C corporation will protect me from that lawsuit. Okay? C corporations protect us from those liabilities that are directed against the corporation, so from corporate, from business liability. But if the, there is a lawsuit, if there is a claim against me personally for something unrelated to the business, so let's go back again to this kid who runs over somebody, and now I, as, as a parent, uh, get hit with a lawsuit, and I own shares in the C corporation in my business, that is not an asset that is protected. A plaintiff can simply take my stock in the C corporation, and now they own it. Now they own my business and all of the underlying assets. So we do not use uh, corporations, C-corporations, or S for that matter, uh, to protect assets. We use limited liability companies and limited partnerships. There's simply a lot more protection there. That's a very good answer. Well, listen, we're coming to another commercial break, and we have lots of questions for you. We still have a lot to go. We appreciate your time, and I want people to know for the next segment, we're talking to Jacob Stein with Kluger and Stein, the leading asset protection agency in the country. So stay tuned, and we'll be back right after the break. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back and we're talking about asset protection with Jacob. Stein, Jacob, do you have to have a lot of money in order to be concerned about asset protection? Is it only for wealthy people? Well, oftentimes it is certainly uh, for wealthy people simply because wealthy people tend to be targets of lawsuits a lot more often uh, than everyone else. You know, you tend to sue people who will be able to pay you at the end of the day. But, you know, in our practice we see all kinds of you know, I told you earlier in the program about this 90-year-old widow who we represented who really had uh, no assets to her name, just a you know, small home, very inexpensive home, uh, and that was, that was that. And she needed asset protection, uh, not just because this home had some value, but also because it had a lot of sentimental value that she, and she wanted to keep it. Uh, it doesn't really matter how much you have. You may have a net worth of $10 million. You may have a net worth of 200000 What you have is all that you have. And I think that it's equally important for you to protect it, even if it's not that much by, you know, someone else's uh, standards. Uh, you know, we, we do see clients who have a net worth of two, three $300,000, uh, 
in LA. It's not considered that much money, surprisingly, but uh, this two, three hundred thousand is everything that they have to their name. Uh, they're counting on this money to provide for their retirement needs. And when something bad happens, it is very important for these people to protect uh, what they have. So you do not need to be super wealthy to do asset protection planning. The work that we do is not uh, very expensive. It's very cost-effective. Uh, and uh, it, uh, in a lot of cases, we can set up very simple, uh, very inexpensive structures to protect uh, clients' assets. So it's not only for the super rich. Well, that's good. And also, well, there's some other questions that are related to that. Protecting your assets when you already owe money to a bank and you know you won't be able to pay it back, for well, example. If you already owe money to the bank or if you already were, let's say, involved in a car accident, something bad has already happened to you. Uh, it is still possible to protect your assets, but it is a lot more difficult. It is a lot more difficult because now uh, your plaintiff, your creditor, will be able to argue that Whatever it is you did to protect your assets will not work, should not work, and they will try to convince the judge uh, not to allow uh, you to use these structures that we set up. Um, so when you do this work uh, after the fact, meaning after something has happened to you, the structures that we have to set up that will work have to be a lot more sophisticated, uh, a lot more complex, and uh, Unfortunately, a lot more expensive in order for them to work. That is why we always try to tell our clients, do this today. You don't think you need it. Maybe you never will need it. But you're better off setting this up today when the structures are going to be simple. Uh, they're a lot more likely to work. They're going to be a lot less expensive. And if something bad happens, uh, they will be available to you and they will protect your assets. You know, if you haven't set it up and something bad is happening to you now, it's still not too late. It's still possible to do something. We'll just need to do more to be able to protect your assets. But again, the lesson of the day is it's probably better to make a consultation appointment with you now when you think everything is just peachy so that you're protected when something goes wrong. It's almost like insurance. Well, it, absolutely. It's like anything else in life. It always pays uh, to act uh, on a prospective basis. Know, to, to, to plan ahead, whether you're talking about asset protection planning, estate planning, tax planning, or just you know financial planning. You're obviously, in all of those uh, cases, better off doing this today than tomorrow. You'll get a lot more value out of it. And that's why I think people should either give you a call or click into MaximumAssetProtection.com and maybe make an appointment. And you handle... You you are you know the state laws as they vary from state to state, um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different rules and regulations. I know that you know them all. <laughs> That's right, or or at least I claim to, which is the same thing, right? All right, but uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of there's some places in the country that are probably better advised for business people to perhaps start an LLC for their business perhaps Delaware. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, as you have suggested, each state does have its own laws governing all aspects of your life, including uh, laws that apply to, uh, to asset protection, like different LLC laws, different trust laws, and all kinds of other stuff that I'm not going to get into. Delaware has always been a very popular uh, jurisdiction, very popular state, to set up business entities in. 
if you look at a lot of public companies, most of them are registered in Delaware because, for example, in that case, Delaware has very good bankruptcy laws. So in some, you know, if one day one of these companies will need to file for bankruptcy, they want to be able to do that in Delaware. But there are a lot of other things that Delaware has done. It's a very business-friendly state. Um, so an LLC set up in Delaware, uh, in some respects, will allow you to have a little bit more protection than the same LLC, a limited liability company, set up in a different state. And, yes, we do work with clients in uh, all kinds of different states, and we set up entities across the country. We set up these entities uh, in uh, foreign countries. Uh, actually, just last night I was working on setting up one of these entities in Hong Kong, of all places. Um, you know, in today's age with the Internet and email, it is a lot easier for us to work uh, globally and do this wherever we need to. So we uh, usually do try to take advantage of favorable laws of other countries, of other states in our country, and uh, make sure that the client is getting as much protection as they can from the structures that we are setting up. Well, the international part of it is fascinating, and I'm sure that there's a lot of creative and wonderful things that can be done if you understand the international law. And I'm sure that there's some countries that are, you know, easier to work with, like Hong Kong, for example, than others. But, um, you know, let me ask you, let me turn the subject a little bit to talk about family-limited partnerships and limited liability companies. Are these used in asset protections a lot? Well, family-limited partnerships... Um, this is a term that uh, gets thrown out, uh, thrown around a lot. This is commonly used in estate planning and business planning and succession planning and uh, in asset protection planning. Both family limited partnerships, uh, which is basically family limited partnership for those listeners who do not know what that is, it's really just a limited partnership that is set up among uh, family members. So both uh, these limited partnerships and limited liability companies in asset protection are used very, very frequently. Uh, you know, as we discussed briefly earlier, uh, when you own an interest in one of these entities, that is not something that can be taken from you. So if you simply take all of your other assets and transfer them into one of these entities, into family limited partnership or into an LLC, and today LLCs are used a lot more than uh, family limited partnerships, you have done, uh, you've gone to a great deal really to protect your assets to make them very difficult to get to. It's not guaranteed to work in every single case. There is no such thing. But in most cases, your assets now will be unreachable by creditors or at least very difficult, very expensive to get to, which is also a good thing. It is a good thing. How about more protection than what can be available with an LLC? What do you recommend there? Well, you know, LLCs and limited partnerships are really just the tip of the iceberg. There are literally dozens of different asset protection structures that attorneys like us use to protect clients' assets. For example, another uh, legal structure that's used very frequently is a trust. Um, a lot of your listeners probably have already set up uh, things like living trusts, family trusts uh, for estate planning to avoid probate, to provide how and when their assets will go to their children. And these are all wonderful uses. You need to have them. But trusts can also be used to protect your assets. And I'm not going to get into the technical aspects of it because it's going to bore your listeners to death, but in addition to LLCs and limited partnerships, there are trusts that can be set up in the United States and foreign countries. Uh, there are all kinds of other agreements you can enter into and all kinds of relationships. 
some are fairly simple and straightforward. Some are very, very sophisticated. Uh, some uh, take advantage of local laws, like, for example, we are in California, so you can set up all kinds of structures in California. Others, we can take advantage, for example, of the laws in the British Virgin Islands or some other wonderful tropical destination with you know white sandy beaches and palm trees and uh, all that uh, good stuff. Sure, but people misunderstand that again. We were talking about at the beginning of the show that when you take your money offshore, it's almost it, when you mentioned movies, James Bond movies. I think people have this misconception that you could take money offshore and then it's hidden from everything, but that's not really the case. I mean, it could be, but it's not really in the right legal terms. Uh, it could be, but it's probably not the best way to go. Uh, taking money offshore, uh, for some people, may be a good asset protection strategy, but it's not simply about taking the money offshore and hiding it. Uh, we are trying to do more. We are trying to set up legal structures offshore of how you will own that money. You know, it's absolutely legal uh, for Americans to have assets in other countries, to have bank accounts in other countries, to own real estate in other countries, to own businesses in other countries. And a lot of these uh, countries um, in the world have enacted laws that are very asset protection oriented that would make it extremely difficult, maybe even impossible, for someone who tries to get to your assets to get to those assets. So what we do when we go to those countries, it's not simply a question of setting up a bank account in Switzerland. Uh, it's also a question of setting up a legal structure through which you would own and control this bank account. And it's really this legal structure that makes the bank account unreachable. It's not the fact that the bank account is in Switzerland. You know, clients, uh, a lot of our clients like having bank accounts in foreign countries. It does make them feel like they're, you know, all James Bond. Uh, but, you know, then we come in and we try to do a little bit more with it to make sure that uh, this bank account or, or whatever other assets they have in foreign countries are really actually protected. Well, I, I think that this show has been extremely informative. We're going to have to wrap up, Jacob, but we have a lot of people who are asking questions, almost too many to have handled in this short amount of time, but what I'm going to do is tell them to click into your website. So, you know, I want people to totally talk to Jacob. You could reach him. I'm sure that you could look at MaximumAssetProtection.com and find out how to talk to Jacob. But Jacob, why don't you go ahead and give your phone number so that people from this show can call you later. Sure. Uh, the phone number is 818-933-3838. I will thank you very much. That's Jacob and Jacob Stein from Kluger and Stein. Very informative show. Thank you for sharing the information, and I want everybody to have a really great day. Thank you, and good day. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We are finishing up our show with Bunny Dibness, and we're talking about um, long-term care, which is a very, very important topic in our lives today. Again, as a resource, I want people to look into www.livehomelivhome.com, and um, you know, I'm sure that Bunny has her contact information listed somewhere on there, and we have a lot of questions to address. Bunny, I, you know, a couple of questions that came in, you know, um, it, you know, it's funny. There, there seem to be people that are not worrying. I mean, there are people that worry financially, obviously, and that are financially challenged always, particularly in this economy. But, you know, for people that have money, you know, they might be overly smitten with themselves because they probably have this mentality that, oh, I'll take care of my mother and father because money is no object. But it's not as easy as that, is it? It absolutely is not easy as that. Um, welcome to my world. And um, it's it's the majority of our families have some kind of complicated issues that go along with it's not just about throwing money at it. One is the expectations, again, that we talked about, that the women are going to take care of them um, and they, they don't, the parents are not trusty of caregivers. They're worried about taking up, they're worried about losing control. There's huge amounts of denial involved in some of the needs. So there can be resistance, um, the tendency for people to want to get to spend as little as they can on, on long-term care, and these are when the disasters come in. They hire people that they barely know to come into their house without screening them or doing due diligence or having any oversight, and they end up with horrible, horrible problems. There are the conflicts in families where... People have differing needs, and they look at their parents in terms of their responsibilities very, very differently, and there will be huge fights between siblings that may go back to, Mom always liked you better, and there's six of us, and why is there one that's taking all the burden of elder care on with them? There are spouses that are in disagreements that there may be one sixth spouse, but the other spouse wants the attention. So they're on and on and on. As a psychotherapist, by training, I see more of the issues have to do with really some of these psychosocial issues than many times the actual care that's needed. 
Um, the other truth, we see many high-profile cases and many powerful people that have a certain, pers- they're personified a certain way in the public. So to start aging, especially in a city like Los Angeles that, that puts youth up on a pedestal, it can be very, very difficult for people um, as they age going out there and asking for help or going to a support group to hear other people and get get some of this information. So I personally find some of these people, the, the more well-known they are, the more affluence they have, um, oftentimes the more difficult it is for them. So it, it, it becomes very complicated. As I like to tell my, my classes of graduate students who all seem to gra- gravitate towards taking care of the three- and four-year-olds, it's so much more interesting to have 80 or 90 years of pathology when you've got three generations of families together rather than just a couple of years that a three-year-old may exist. I know that's a very, very good point, and you know it all. It's funny, um, you know, a lot of us really learn about long-term life planning when we experienced it, and a lot of us become, you know, in a place, those of us that are a little bit more altruistic and less selfish and like to give people information is share our experiences, you know, when we had to deal with it and what we've learned. And I think that there's so much information that can be shared. In fact, you know, I have to say that there are a number of people, um, you know, who have experienced the loss of a husband, let's say, for the sake of argument. And, you know, I mean, you know, because of a heart attack or whatever the case may be. And, you know, they're baby boomers, and they didn't anticipate that they were going to be single at 55 years old or even 50 years old. And what people are doing, the people that I'm meeting through this network of teachers and people who have experienced long-term care or advanced directives or somebody that's dying and not knowing what to do or how to handle it right are coming up with their own businesses, either profit or not-for-profit, you know, a lot of them profit, um, to help others. There's a woman by the name of Barbara Newman in New York who lost her husband about a year ago, and she started a company in Connecticut, in um, Connecticut, called a Dignified Life Personal Assistance for Lives in Transitions, and it's really because she lost her husband, and she has two young kids. She, it was an unanticipated, fast death, and she was just appalled at the lack of resources that were around to help her. Yeah, I, the one comment I can make because it's certainly true for some of the people I see in my world. It's one thing, and it's certainly having the life experiences gives you some empathy and some understanding, but what it doesn't give you is objectivity. So we have many people, for instance, we have the profession I'm in, geriatric care management. There, there are many, because it's not a regulated profession, and most of us are licensed professionals, there are many people out there that decide that they're going to be a care manager because they have experience with taking care of an older parent. Well, it takes more than just having the experience of taking care of an older parent. Great starting point to get involved and for understanding. But there really, this is a complicated issue with aging because of all the legal and financial and psychosocial and biological issues that go with it. You can't just decide you're a professional because you lost a husband or you... You took care of an older parent or those kinds of things. So I would, I would encourage the public to beware and do some screening when you go to, to professionals and also to understand 
support groups are great, and I recommend them at all times because nobody knows knows things like peers, but it's, you get ten people together and you might glean something from one. So really be careful in a world where um, people can put up shingles without any without any real training and, again, many times without the objectivity and sometimes with malfeasance in mind. So it's, this population is vulnerable when people have emotions dealing with this. There's not one right way, if I can leave people with anything, there is not one right way to get older. So we have to be, we have to get to people that can look at the bigger picture and look at their experience. You know, I like to say, um, and I got this from my colleague Steve, um, we have seen as professions many beginnings, middles, and endings. So something that somebody coming into this and only knowing one ending may not be the most objective person to help somebody. So, uh, you know, I think for people that are going through this and you have friends that seem to have done it so much better than you, you don't know what their mother was like. You don't know what the resources, how good their brothers and sisters were. So um, what part of the country they live in, you know, what other kinds of obstacles or supports that they have. So, uh, you know, as great as all these people are that are out there putting up shingles again and using the opportunities, and many people are using their opportunities, it really is incumbent for people to do due diligence before they hire anybody or take, it has to be common sense-wise for some of this to make sense if it's right for your family. I, I think that's really true. Give it, leave us with, a, with common misunderstandings you encounter. Sure, um, I, and I think um, one of those is, and, and I sort of ran off on this thing, is that all people are similar, and, and we have stereotypes and what's, what's old. So I think we have to remember we see every year we see 85-year-olds running marathons, and, and then we see 40-year-olds with multiple sclerosis in wheelchairs. So we don't want to stereotype this group. It is the most different group in the world. Um, many other that, um, that, that most people won't need this long-term care. It's kind of like what's the chance your house is going to burn down? The truth is, one in four people will need some kind of long-term care. That's that's a profound. You have to think about it. I mean, and there's no there's no marketing gimmicks because you know it's all science, right? I mean, you know, 25 percent of the population. That's a lot. Realistic. You know, some some people are lucky, and I see you know all the time. I hear about 95 year olds that are still living independently, but I know nine out of ten of those aren't. So, you know, you just have to be realistic. Do your due diligence. Do your homework. Plan ahead. The worst is you're overprepared. We wouldn't dream about driving without car insurance, owning a home without fire insurance. So I'm not – I don't sell long-term care, and I don't believe it's for everyone, but for those that want control, you know, again, that – that's something that people need to look into. Your long-term care, again, maybe your kids or in many cultures at their family and who wouldn't dream of letting mom not live with them. So we have to, we have to understand. You have to look at it. I right, listen, we have to wrap up. I want to thank you, Bunny Dibness. And again, www.livehome.com, L-I-V-H-O-M-E.com. Thank you so much for your generous time, and I hope a lot of people have become much better informed. Until next week, we're signing off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
see you next time.